Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and this is another classic episode from our erstwhile host, Christian Sager. So, it turns out that grandfather clocks weren't always called grandfather clocks, but a single song changed that. Here's the story. Hey, BrainStuff, it's Christian Sager. Grandfather clock is a fitting name for an object that's often treated as a family heirloom. But even though it carries the ring of heritage and tradition, the term itself is rather young. In fact, it's more than two centuries newer than the timepiece it designates. When these vertically gifted clocks were first invented more than 350 years ago, people actually called them long case clocks, a moniker that's still used in some circles, even though it's less catchy. Today, We might still be using that mundane term if it hadn't been for a songwriter who's been nicknamed America's war poet. So, how did the term grandfather clock come about? Well, Henry Clay Work was a self-taught musician and lyricist, and he first made a name for himself during America's Civil War. One of his later offerings was titled 
grandfather's clock. According to his nephew Bertram, Henry Clay Work spent four years writing this piece, which Root and Katie published in 1876. The ditty tells the tale of a grandfather who received a brand new long case clock on the day of his birth. A lifetime later, the man and his timepiece enter the great beyond together. Work's last mega hit, Grandfather's Clock, emerged as an instant classic and an enduring one. It sold more than 800,000 copies, and the song made its author $4,000 richer. In latter decades, it was covered by Johnny Cash, spoofed on a Prairie Home Companion, and even remixed for the soundtrack of the indie video game Five Nights at Freddy's 2. On top of all of that, the Oxford English Dictionary credits this song with popularizing the term grandfather clock. And so, Work's song inspired a new nickname for a centuries-old timepiece. But what was it that inspired the song itself? Two theories are out there. The George Hotel of Piercebridge in North Yorkshire, England, claims that grandfather's clock was conceived right in its lobby. Work once stayed there while traveling through the UK in 1874. After checking in, it said that he spotted a handsome long case clock in the hotel's lobby. The hands seemed to be jammed, frozen in place at the 1105 mark. Upon asking a staffer about this broken clock, he was told that it belonged to the late Jenkins brothers, who'd once owned the hotel. Their clock, Work learned, was purchased on the day the older sibling was born. Supposedly, it was the most reliable timepiece a person could ask for. But when one of the brothers died, the clock slowed down. Then years later, when death took the other sibling, its final tick rang out. According to legend, it's been silent ever since. Alas, this story is probably just a bit of local folklore. Then again, one Massachusetts family offers a different explanation. The relatives of Work's wife, Sarah Parker believe that they possess the clock that begat this iconic song. To hear the Parkers tell it, the songwriter took his cues from an old long case formerly owned by Sarah's grandfather. All these years later, this wooden clock still belongs to the Parkers, and no, it doesn't work either. Today's episode was written by Mark Mancini and produced by Dylan Fagan and Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wooden! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! 
on! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.